Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, I am so excited that you're here to join me today for the podcast. And joining us in conversation, we have Lindsay Young, and today we are talking about all things health goals, including what to do if you find yourself setting the same goal over and over and over again, and you just struggle to hit it. So we're talking a bit of mindset as well as practical things to help you hit your health goals in the new year. Now, if you are newer to the show and you have not yet been introduced to Lindsay Young, let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman. She has been on the podcast probably more than just about anybody else. She is our go-to health expert. And the main reason for that is that she specializes in helping busy women reach their health goals, regardless of what your health goals might be. Now, Lindsay is a certified transformation nutrition coach and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. And she totally knows her stuff. And one of my favorite things that Lindsay really specializes in is helping you create optimal health and energy. She is all about making sure that you stay healthy as you're reaching your goals. And part of that is good sleep and energy, which I totally appreciate. Plus, all of her advice is so real, anyone can follow it, I promise. Now, not only has Lindsay contributed a lot to this podcast, but she's also a top contributor in our quarterly lifestyle guide that you can find inside the Your Life Rocks app, as well as inside of our membership. She has great recipes and menu plans and all kinds of great things to help you with your energy inside Life Balance membership. Now, before I get into my interview with Lindsay and she shares all of the great wisdom that she has for us, I wanted to let you know that there is still time to join us for the Life Balance Method. This is a 12-week program where every single week we are focusing on a different area of your life as you learn the Life Balance system. This program comes with three months access to Life Balance membership, so you can check out all of those great resources that Lindsay has provided, as well as a Life Balance Planner. Yep, I'm going to ship you a planner so that you can follow along every single day, week, and month as we apply the Life Balance system to your life and help you start off the new year in a balanced way that's going to help you achieve your goals in just 90 days. But you don't want to wait because we are starting January 9th. You can join us by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash life balance method. All right, now let's get into my interview with Lindsay. Lindsay, I am so excited to have you back and especially as the first guest of 2021. Welcome back to the show. Yay. I'm so honored to be here. And I love that I'm the first guest. That feels special. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yay. Yeah. First guest. I thought it was so important to have you on because you are like the health guru that I love to, to ask questions and to learn from. And with it being the new year, everyone's got some health goals. But for those that don't know you very well, or maybe this is their first time hearing you, tell them a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So my name is Lindsay Young and the business name that I go by is Lindsay Lives Well. And I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. And my family and I now live just outside of Boise, Idaho. We recently moved here from Southern California. 
And I create custom health programs for busy women. I love it. And that's the thing that I love so much about having you on and really learning from you is that every single thing you do is from a busy mom perspective. I mean, you are working full-time in your business. You are homeschooling your kids. You're actively involved in the community, in your church. Like You've got a lot going on. So talk to us a little bit about how you stay balanced with everything. Mm, That's such a good question. And that's actually one of the things that I love about learning from you is that you always highlight balance from this perspective of, hey, we're not single-minded focus here. There are a lot of things that are important to living a whole meaningful life. So I would say that personally for me, being able to kind of keep that perspective is I've got people like you in my life and I I recognize the importance of, hey, it's not just about health, right? You can be the healthiest person on the planet and have all those ducks in a row, but there are a lot of other parts of a really meaningful life. So I think actually super practically speaking that having people like you in your life or having, you know, like I love the, like a lot of the tools and the planners that you have inside of the group. But if you can have a discipline in making sure that you are assessing and reflecting and setting goals in a lot of different areas, you may have times in your life where your health is your main focus or your finances are your main focus or serving in your church is you know huge on your heart. And that's really where you want to put a lot of your time and energy. But if you have a practice and a discipline of overviewing and looking at all of those areas, it really does help to to touch those areas consistently and make sure you're not growing stagnant in an area that's really important. Yeah, that's such a great point. Sometimes, you know, we we have all of the tools in the membership and we've got these courses and these planners and, you know, I do a lot of videos on YouTube about time management and productivity, but if you don't take the time to really examine what you need to focus in on, you're never going to use any of those tools. So Mm -hmm. I think that that is such a valid point. And, you know, we talk about all of the different parts of life that we touch on. There's also so many different parts of health. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is how do we really make this new year a year that we can actually reach our health goals or whatever goal that we have in life. And that's the series that we're doing right now is how do we actually do it? I know for me, 2020 being such a hard year, it has kind of like really come to the forefront that nothing is promised mm-hmm. and the things that we think we might have time for might be taken away or we might, you know, things just change. And so I don't know. I, I think going through 2020, I've really come out with this mindset of like, whatever I want in my life, I need to just go after and not have any more barriers in my way because you just never know <laughs> what's going to come in that next corner. And so I love having you on talking about health because I think that this is one of those things that people maybe always have this reoccurring goal of, I want to get down to this certain weight or I want to lose 20 pounds. And maybe you know every January, they set the same New Year's resolution or the same goal. Why do you think that is? Why do you think a lot of people struggle to actually achieve their health goal? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it... It grieves me when I sit down and talk to women and they describe this pattern of having had this huge focus with their weight for years and years and years because I realize how much energy, how much mental energy that takes up to always be thinking and wanting and longing to make this change in your life and never actually really making it happen. And one of the questions I ask is, you know, what would your life be like if you were able to take all of this energy that you're funneling towards wanting to lose weight or being upset with yourself because you haven't reached your goals and you had all of that energy back? What would your life look like? Because I really don't think that we're meant to 
you know, God places obstacles and opportunities for growth in our life. And I don't think that we're meant to circle around those same things over and over and over and over again, because there's a, there's something else on the other side of that, right? Another opportunity to grow. So it really does kind of break my heart when I talk to women who have been struggling with that for years and years and can't, can't quite cross that hurdle and can't quite get to the other side. And some of it is really this kind of mental mindset block of not really ever believing or imagining that that is possible for them. I think we can get stuck in that habit of always having that goal or always having a certain loop that's playing in our mind. And we don't really believe that there's another way to live because we're just stuck in that habit because it's always been. So part of it is a really big mindset shift and being able to realize there is a different possibility for me. I could be thinking differently. I could be living differently. I could you know, have this goal and reach it and then be able to move on and have more energy for something else in my life. Mm, that's so good. You know, I know for myself, someone who's been stuck in that same cycle, <laughs> running it around and around and around, you kind of get to a point where you just even stop believing that it's possible for you to to achieve the goal. Like right. you, you still do the effort and you make the goal, but like every single time you do, I feel like that belief goes down a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less to the point that mm-hmm. eventually, you know, you're kind of like, am I just always going to be stuck at this weight? And you start to get really cynical <laughs> every yeah. time you like see something new or hear something new or hear how someone else had success. And you start to think it's not for you and that maybe there's even something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that a lot. And I mean, something to consider too, just kind of taking a step back and practically looking at it and kind of taking the drama out of it. One of the things to consider is I often like people, women will come and talk to me about the last five or 10 pounds. And that's something they're like, I'm always every year, I'm trying to lose the last 10 pounds or lose the last five pounds. And sometimes what they're actually looking for is a shift in body composition. At that point, it's not really about being excessively overweight. It's really just that they want their body to look a little bit different or feel a little bit different. And that can be a lot more about our body fat percentage and our muscle, like the difference between your body fat and your muscle mass. And sometimes when we get hyper-focused on the scale... And we always have that certain number in mind. And we think that there's some level of happiness or achievement associated with a certain number. It's really more of like a look or a size or a feeling in our body that we're looking for. It's really not necessarily that number. Like I've talked to a lot of women who hit that number that they've always had in their mind. And when they get there, they're like, I really thought my body would look differently at this number. I don't know why I was so, you know, kind of fixated or obsessed with that number. And I know for me, like I've been the same weight at a size four and at a size 10, like same number on the scale, but two very different bodies depending on what my muscle mass was, what my body fat percentage was. So I think that's one just kind of little plant that I like to put out there is if you feel like you've spent years chasing the last five or 10 pounds, it might be like such a relief mentally to just put the scale away and take body measurements instead and focus on strength training and lifting weights because that's the number one tool that you're going to be able to utilize to actually shift that body fat percentage and that muscle mass percentage and get that different kind of shape of body versus just having a singular focus of a number of pounds on the scale. So this brings me to my next question then because you know when we talk about 
not getting down to a certain number on the scale or, you know, not saying I want to lose 10 more pounds or five more pounds, because those are, you know, when we think about measurable goals that we should be setting, that's like the most obvious health Mm -hmm. measurable goal. But if we're not focused on a weight, what should our health goals be? And even for people who maybe they're happy at the weight that they're at, but they know that they want to be quote unquote healthier, but how do you quantify that? So talk to us a little Mm -hmm. bit about about what a health goal could look like. Yes. And this, one of the kind of silver linings, I think of this whole pandemic has been that it's been a really great opportunity for a lot of people to evaluate where they're at with their health, because we're seeing that it doesn't necessarily matter what your size is, right? It's, there are so many other aspects of health. And we often assume that people who aren't overweight are automatically healthy, right? We kind of mentally make that qualification there, but it's certainly not the case. So three things to focus on in terms of health and what that looks like being kind of quote unquote healthier. And they're they're separate, but they're definitely intertwined would be gut health, inflammation, and blood sugar. So if you're doing your yearly blood work, you're going to be part of that test is always getting your fasting blood sugar levels. So fasting, normal fasting blood sugar is going to be between 80 and 100. So I would look at that on your blood work and see where do you fall in that zone. And if you are between 100 and 125, that is in that pre-diabetic range. And there's a lot more. I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but there's a lot more to blood sugar and diabetes than just weight, that that's a sign of inflammation. You're predisposed to a lot of other diseases. It impacts your gut health. So it's not just a weight focus. It's definitely a huge marker of health. And I like to see my clients more in like the high 80s, low 90s. If they're dancing around 98, 90, every day with fasting blood sugar, I'm like, well, that's pretty close to 100. So like, let's, let's kind of keep an eye on that and get that down. And you can easily purchase the blood sugar monitor at home. That's something if you like, let's say you go to your yearly appointment and you see that you are at 98.99 and you're thinking, okay, that's probably something I need to keep an eye on. It's really easy to measure at home. And then also about two hours after a meal, you want to see that blood sugar come back down below 140. So knowing your blood sugar trends and kind of monitoring that is a really great indicator of health. And that can be something to focus on that isn't just looking at a number on the scale. And then, you know, we could talk, we could do entire podcasts on just gut health or just inflammation, but a couple take home points that you could begin to implement immediately that you know are going to impact those things favorably is ditching sugar and refined grains like flour. Like if there were two things that, you know, sneak into our diet that really don't serve any type of (laughs) nutritional purpose, it's sugar and it's, you know, I mean, I could just say like wheat flour, but definitely any type of refined grain breaks down to sugar really quickly in our bloodstream. The nutrient density is so low. I mean, you can take the same amount of carbohydrates, right? You could take 25 grams of carbs from something that's a refined grain product like pasta or bread or a pastry. And you could take that same number of carbohydrates in the form of sweet potatoes or an apple, something that isn't refined. And it's going to impact your gut health and it's going to impact your inflammation and blood sugar on completely different levels. So just thinking refined grains, which is things like flour, bread products that have been broken down, and then like regular sugar. Those are two things that 
that I would really keep an eye on. Um, I had a, a friend at church I was talking to the other day who was saying, you know, I'm really focused on trying to get my family to eat healthier. And so we don't buy potato chips anymore. And I've got the kids eating Ritz crackers all day instead. And I was like, okay, well, let's think about this. Like, okay, so we've gone from, and there are like, there's definitely healthier and less healthy types of potato chips, right? But I'm like, okay, so in theory, you've gone from a snack that is potatoes and a type of oil, which you can get potato chips that are made with coconut oil or avocado oil or olive oil, just like a totally healthy option and salt. So we've gone to this snack that is three ingredients and now they're eating Ritz crackers, which have like, 20 ingredients. It's a refined grain product. We've got, you know, a lot of other things in there. So I know sometimes society, we kind of think that one thing is healthier than the other, but just looking at it from that real food perspective, like how are we getting away from those products that are more refined and processed and shifting our focus to things that are closer to real food. And then with our, with our gut, the good bacteria in our gut. And I think a lot of people kind of grasp that concept that there is good bacteria in our gut and there is bad bacteria in our gut. And we really want, like we want the good guys to win. It's important for our immune system. It's important for detoxification, the gut brain connection and how that impacts our mood, anxiety levels. There's just, there's so much with gut health and the good guys, the the bacteria in our gut that we want to be dominant thrives on diversity. So a variety of vegetables, fruits and vegetables throughout the week is really important because we want that. We don't want to just be eating broccoli every day, right? Like our the diversity there is really important. And then either taking some type of probiotic or eating fermented foods. And that's going to help repopulate and add additional... Like If you think of the good guys and the bad guys, like we want to fuel that army. We want to be arming them. We want to be giving them the supplies that they need. So those are a couple of things to consider with gut health. And I think if you just kind of take it one meal at a time, and if you're like, I don't even know where to start. I know that I should focus on my health. I want to be a little bit healthier. I would just take one meal at a time. Like just start with breakfast and see how you can work on just eating real food with breakfast. Like pull out things that are processed and refined, have an ingredient list full of things that are difficult to pronounce and just focus on real food. And if you can get that where, okay, that feels like a habit, I have maybe three or four options that I really like, then you could build from there. Then maybe you tackle lunch or maybe you tackle a snack that, you know, you're hitting the vending machine and you're like, I think I could make a healthier choice here. But you want to make sure that you're getting at least 20 to 30 grams of protein with every meal. And then a good goal for gut health is at least seven grams of fiber per meal. Wow. Seven. That's a lot of fiber. Well, okay. So the, you know, the general food guideline recommendation for women is 25 to 35 grams of fiber a day. And so many, like I'll get a food journal <laughs> from, a, from a new client. And I'm like, wow, we had eight grams of fiber today. Like in the entire day, it's, if you're not being conscious, it's something that's really easy to just miss the mark on. So if you're thinking three meals, right. And you're getting seven grams of fiber, you're still only at 21. And the minimum we want is 25. So I think seven per meal is a good goal to start with. And then you can kind of build from there. And this is what I love, Lindsay, about everything that you do is, you know, I think about like health goals and I think, oh, I want to have less stress or I want to have better sleep. But really it comes down like whatever those goals are really does come down to like gut health, inflammation, blood sugar, right? Like Mm -hmm. any of those like benefit type goals that you can set really comes down to 
these. And I love that you focus in on these because this is what actually gets results for people, which is what Mm -hmm. you're all about. And I love too that you say, oh, it's just seven grams per meal. Like it's super easy. So talk to me a little bit about how we practically get in that fiber. Like what foods should we be consuming that have that kind of fiber? Because I think this is where sometimes we struggle is we we can set like these big goals, right? Like I think about it like an umbrella. Like mm-hmm. we have like this bigger goal that we want to have. And then we can kind of take it down to a smaller set of like, what does that actually look like? Like inflammation or having increased gut health or lower blood sugar. And then it comes down to even more practical of like, okay, what do you need to be doing every single day? And then it goes down even further to like, what do you actually need to be eating? Because I think that that's where things get lost sometimes when we have these bigger goals, whether it's, you know, our health or our finances, but what does that actually look like each and every single day for someone to do? Are you looking to grow and learn in the new year? We all know that reading books is the best way to do that. But with our busy schedules, it's hard to find the time. But did you know that as a listener of this podcast, you can get a free audiobook from Audible? Yep, just go to yourliferocks.com forward slash Audible. Some of my favorite books that I've listened to in the last couple months are Better Decisions and Fewer Regrets by Anne Lee Stanley, You're Not Enough and That's Okay by Allie Beth Steckley, and Grit and Grace by Tim McGraw. You can check out one of these titles or any other book on your reading list by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash Audible. That's yourliferocks.com forward slash Audible. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. So fiber is all about real food, fruits and vegetables. And some of the like maybe kind of more surprising foods that are higher in fiber, avocados are really high in fiber. Like you get 10 grams of fiber in a cup of avocado, pears, berries, coconut products. So if you do, um, like a lot of people love coconut wraps and things like that, or they'll put some coconut meat in their smoothies. That's a great way to get fiber. Artichokes are really high in fiber, figs, peas, okra, all types of vegetables. Like if you think about all your squashes, like acorn squash, butternut squash, Brussels sprouts, different types of beans. If you tolerate beans well, not everyone does. So if you feel like beans make you gassy, there are plenty of other ways to get fiber and they're not as not necessarily as high as, as people think that that's like the best way to get fiber. But black beans, chickpeas, lima beans, um, a lot of nuts and seeds are high in fiber as well. And if you're doing something like a smoothie, I know like I've got a free smoothie guide on my website and for the clientele that I work with, which is a lot of busy women, smoothies make a lot of sense because it's something you can make that's really quick. You can pack a lot of nutrients in there. It's something you can take when you're on the go. And good sources of fiber that you can add to smoothies are going to be flax seeds and chia seeds. And if you do a tablespoon or two of flax seeds or chia seeds in your smoothie, you'll notice such a big difference in satiety and how like how long that smoothie carries you from breakfast to lunch. I will have clients say that's the only thing I change. I'm like, let's add a tablespoon of chia seeds to that smoothie and see if then that takes you from being hungry in two hours to being able to go from breakfast to lunch. And it's often that fiber piece that's missing because fiber slows down the absorption of glucose. So that definitely curbs our hunger because when our blood sugar spikes quickly, that leads to feeling like, you know, two hours after a meal when you're like, okay, it's snack time. It's because that glucose has absorbed so quickly into your bloodstream. So adding more vegetables, things like flax seeds, chia seeds, all those different veggies that I mentioned before, that's going to actually like help take that meal and keep you full longer. 
I love it. So everything that you were mentioning as you were talking, I was thinking it's just simple substitutions for probably things that you're already doing or having or just adding a little bit more to it. It really doesn't make it that difficult. And I think that this is where kind of circling back to that first question that we started off with on how many times people set the same health goal to lose weight or to get that that last 10 pounds off or five pounds off. And then they are always circling around it and coming back to it, it really does make it a little bit more simple to just do those small little exchanges, just to make those small little choice changes. And I know that that's a big part of what you focus on inside of your group. So talk to us a little bit about mindset, because this is where I love everything that you do, Lindsay, is that you, you keep it very practical and make it very doable in the actions. But there is so much of that mindset piece. And I know we started out talking about mindset, but I want to circle back around to it and end talking about mindset as well. Because, you know, when you start to think about like setting the goal and then deciding, okay, what does it going to take for me to reach that goal, which is what we just finished talking about. So whether it's weight loss or whether it is getting my gut health better or reducing inflammation in my body or lowering my blood sugar, whatever that health goal looks like for them, once you start figuring out like what it's going to take to do it, again, that's where that doubt starts to come into play of like, this is going to be too hard. Or am I really going to have time for this with, you know, trying to figure out still homeschooling the kids or whatever else that's going on. So talk to us a little bit about how do we find that motivation to execute against the goals that we're setting? Yeah. So there are there are three things that are really essential for actually reaching those goals. So if you feel like you have you're kind of a serial goal setter and goal failer or <laughs> you're just not quite sure why like what the missing piece is as to why it's never really been able to click for you, make sure that whatever plan you have or the focus you're on or the program you're joining has these three things. So the first is that you need to have the right strategy, <laughs> right? Like I know that, you know, for some of us, like maybe there was a diet 10 years ago that worked really well for you or your best friend did something. And so you want to try it, but it's not quite clicking for you. It's really important that you have the right program that's for you and you have the right strategy. And Sometimes you need help with that and figuring out what it is for you. Like I have clients inside of my program right now who are having really great success with a low fat diet. And I have others who are having success with a high fat diet that's lower in carbs. So it's all really individual and you need to make sure that you're having the right strategy. So for some people, it's really just that they haven't had the right strategy. The second part is having accountability. And weight loss and health goals are about habit change. Like when you really dial it back to figure out what is the key to it all, it's not what you do for a seven-day detox, right? Your health is a lagging measure of your habits, the habits that you have day in and day out. And when we're working to change our habits, in that new period, it's really essential that we have that accountability. And I think about my kids brushing their teeth. I still have to remind my five-year-old every day to brush his teeth, but I no longer have to remind my 13-year-old because <laughs> he doesn't need that accountability any longer because it has actually become a habit. So having accountability, I know there's that feeling of like, it's better if I do it on my own or I'm not going to have anyone to handhold me for the rest of my life. So I've got to figure out how to do this on my own. But during that stage where new habits are being developed, the accountability is really important. And then that third key is what you mentioned earlier, which is 
doing the mindset work. And I think that that's where a lot of diet and exercise plans fail and where they kind of miss the mark is because we put all of our eggs in one basket. We think it's just about the strategy. And as long as we can figure that out, then we're golden. But if we really want to change our health, we have to change our habits. And if we truly change our habits, we have to change our brain. And you know, most of us have done something for 30 days, right? We've done a 30-day program or a diet, we've gotten good results, and then we don't understand why we go right back to doing things the way that we did them before, which then, right, the lagging measure of our habits, we're going to be right back in the same place. So that mindset work is really deliberately changing the way that you think. And it's a practice. It's not something that happens overnight. It takes a lot of intention and it's often a little bit of an uncomfortable process because we are so wrapped up in thinking the same patterns. We have those same loops that are playing in our head and it it takes a lot of focus and and not in a scary way. I don't want to scare anyone off from doing that kind of work because it's so... Oh, it's so life-giving to do that work and get to the other side of it. But you have to go into it knowing, okay, it's not like the strategy is important. Yes, the accountability needs to be there. But I also have to be willing to do some of that mindset work and change the way that I think. And if you find yourself in this pattern where you've constantly set goals and haven't reached them, I would look and just see like which of those three parts is missing because I really think all three are key. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even, you know, like the mindset piece, I just want to say this because I, I've heard from a couple people, probably in the last couple months, whenever mindset comes up, they think it's like this woo woo out there, like weird thing. And as Christians are like, eh, I don't know about that. But I just want to remind everyone that the Bible tells us that the daily renewing of our mind, like that is something that that is biblical to be doing is to not conform to the world. And when we think about all of the things that impact us and influence us on a daily basis, it really can start to mold us to be more worldly. But when we can start really having a critical examination of our thoughts, our actions, and renew that for ourselves in a healthy way, that is not just for health success, but that is biblical success for life. So I think that it is such an important topic to to be talking about. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I know you have a new 12-week program coming up. Talk to people a little bit about, because I know when we've had you on in the past, we've talked about your 12-week program, but what can people expect if they are like, you know what, I've been listening to Lindsay, I've been following on social media, and I really want to make my health a priority this year. And I think it's time for me to invest in a program with her. What can they expect from doing a program with you? Yeah. So I run my 12-week program three times a year. So this next round will air, I think when this podcast comes out, it starts January 18th. So it'll be starting a couple weeks after this podcast comes out. And my 90-day, 12-week program really encompasses those three pillars that I talked about. Like We definitely, of course, work on strategy and a lot of the how-tos, the nuts and bolts of blood sugar management and insulin resistance and you know what types of foods does our body require in order to thrive and how do we put together the perfect plate. We talk about all of that and I teach all of that. But we also touch on a lot of the mindset things as well. Every single week, we've got the nutrition aspect and we've also got that mindset aspect. And what's really important for me as my clients get to the end of my 12-week program is that they feel like they have a lot of tools in their toolkit because everyone's tools that they need are a little bit different, right? If you've ever done a house project... 
I remember when I began my weight loss journey that I felt like I only had two tools in my toolkit. It was eat less and exercise more. And I want my clients to have a whole bunch of tools in their toolkit. So every single week, we are tackling something related to nutrition and something related to mindset. And then within my 12-week program as well, we've got the whole exercise component too. Because I know that for a lot of women, especially right now, we're not able to get to the gym or we're not able to carve out a whole chunk of time out of our day for exercise. And there's so much more to, um, to exercise than just weight loss. And I think it's that movement, our bodies were designed to move. And I really want women to be able to incorporate movement into their routine as well in a meaningful way. So I've got 12 weeks of workouts in there too, um, that you don't need to have equipment for a couple different levels there, kind of beginner and a little bit more advanced. Um, we do weekly group calls and I do a weekly one-on-one call with everyone. And that's another thing I've heard that's a little bit different about my program is that we have the, the amazing group aspect that is great for encouragement and accountability and just feeling like you're in the trenches with someone else. But I also recognize that health journeys are very individual and that you do need that one-on-one time for someone to be laser focused on you and your goals and what we can do to move you forward. So having the combination of those two has been, I think, really a big game changer. I love it. I love that you have kind of that community aspect of it as well. Because when we talk about balance here at Your Life Rocks, you know, it's God first, community and systems. So you're providing the systems and the community, which I think is so important to balance life, but also for your health. I mean, any kind of change that you want to make. So Lindsay, I just so so appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. I mean, really, you bless so many people every single time that you come on the show, including myself. And I highly encourage everyone to go and follow Lindsay on social media. She's got great tips. She's got recipe on her website that you can go and sign up for. And then if you really want to take your health to the next level, join her upcoming program. Now, Lindsay, where can people learn more about you? Yeah. My website is lindsaylivesswell.com and that's Lindsay with an A-Y. And on social media, like if you go to my website, I've got a lot of freebies there. Same thing with Instagram. I hang out there a lot and that's at lindsay.lives.well. And the link in my bio on my Instagram has my free smoothie guide. It has a free meal planning toolkit, a free seven-day meal plan, a free healthy habits toolkit. Like There's a ton of free resources there that I also think give people a good feel for my coaching style and my approach to health and wellness. So lots of freebies there, lots of things to support you. Awesome. And we will make sure we link to everything Lindsay in the show notes for this episode. Lindsay, thanks so much for coming on. And I wish you the absolute best success in the new year. Thank you, Jenny. You too. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.